Hey, Halation family. I'm excited to be with you again. My name is Devaru Shaw. I am your host and steward of Halation Lives. I am looking forward to now going into episode seven. How quickly that passed. Can you believe it? We only have three more episodes left of season two. And then we'll take a small rest, small break, and then right back to it. So that's that's how we do things here at Halation. <laughs> so not, not too much time to stop. God uh, is, is always working and is always speaking. So get ready to experience season three and what God wants to do. Through Halation, a spirit-led podcast in season three. I'm not, I don't know yet. I haven't even started preparing for that yet. But we all know that God is good, and He will make it. It so so. The title of this episode is "Dynamic Weaponry," and right before I get into the scripture, that is our supporting scripture, I'd like to pray over you and myself, Heavenly Father. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the listener. I ask, Lord God, that you um, come into their hearts and come into their minds, Lord God, whatever that they have experienced in this time before coming on to hear this message, Lord God. We just lift it up into your precious hands, Lord any unforgiveness or bad feelings, Lord, we ask you to cover them now with the blood of Jesus. And we know surely, Lord God, that you will comfort us and that you will give us guidance, Lord, and that we can fully trust and rely on you to lead us to still waters, to green grass, Father God, that you will rest our weary souls, Lord, and that we will not grow weary, Lord, in doing good, for you will refresh us continuously. I pray, Father God, over the listener that they find comfort and peace in the message that is shared today. Lord God, I pray over myself that I be a good representation of you, Lord Jesus, only speaking the things, Father God, that you would have me speak, Father For Proverbs 15.23 says, Everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And so, the supporting scripture is 2 Corinthians 10.3. And I have it here in the Passion Translation. It's one of my favorites, as you may know. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any traces of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. So we're diving right into it. And I'm going to say to you right now, I am 30 year I'm a 31 year old, about to be 32 years old, and it took me this time. choose complete obedience I was surrendered I was uh, 
serving the Lord. I love Jesus. I've loved him for many years and I've, I've experienced miracles. I've experienced the blessing of the Lord. I've, I've seen and tasted that the Lord is good. And yet, despite living a life surrendered to Jesus, it wasn't complete obedience. Even though I did everything God asked me to do, I also did all the things he didn't ask me to do. So my uh, my yeses uh, were always um, quick to God's prompts, but not to God's stops. So I... <laughs> Like, I can hear him saying, I did not tell you to go that way. Did I tell you? Simon says, like, (laughs) that's, we have to live a life of, Simon says, like, the Lord says, put your hands up. You put your hands up. The Lord says, you know, go left. You go left. You know, and when something tells you to go right, and if it's not the Lord to said, go right, do not go right. And I was definitely doing a lot of things that the Lord wasn't speaking for me to do. Um, But I was also doing the things that he was actually speaking uh, to me to do. And so I, uh, we have to give ourselves grace because if you can give yourself grace and if you can receive grace and you can give others grace. So if you are like me, and you uh, were surrendered yet not obedient <laughs> or, or you're just coming into uh, a relationship with Jesus and you're growing in that, that capacity to be more obedient, live a more sacrificial, generous life, then I'm right there with you. Um, I am not perfect. I never claim to be. I am a steward of Halation. I'm a steward of this podcast and I'm journeying right there alongside of you. And I just pray that I'm able to impart into you everything that I have learned in, in uh, four years, four and a half years of ministry and, and uh, 23 years total of believing uh, and knowing Jesus. So that it was my my expression of how 2 Corinthians 10 6 has spoken to me and spoken to my life and I pray that as um, I speak these scriptures you're writing them down noting them down and having the Lord uh, give you revelation light because the revelation light that I receive is going to be different to the light that you'll receive and the light that you specifically receive it's what's needed in the sphere that you will speak into so encouraging you to write down every scripture that I mention be led to other scriptures I love just opening up my bible and having the spirit lead me through my bible and god show me a verse give me a verse for this person that's on my heart let me send a message of encouragement to them uh, with scripture because though our words of encouragement that our spirit led are are powerful the word of god always supersedes 
everything, anything spoken out into the world will all fade away, but the word of God will never. It is everlasting, so send scripture as well as prayers, as well as encouraging words. It qualifies it. And what you're saying qualifies prayer. I believe it qualifies uh, what you, you have to say to a person. But it also uh, it gives them a word from the Lord, his breath, that they might not be opening up his their Bible. You don't, we never fully know. We're not in someone else's prayer closet. Do you know what I mean? And so in case they're they're discouraged or they feel for some reason, you know, it could be um, that they're uh, lackadaisical, they're just laxed on their spiritual obedience and, and you sending that scripture is going to kickstart, jumpstart them to get back on track. And I know that we've all had that season or days where we've been very laxed and it's lackadaisical is is that feeling of sort of you're choosing to be lazy in like you know better (laughs) but you're not doing better so uh, I feel that for a lot of people in the beginning of of a, a stage of their You know, they could be going into a new job or they could have, you know, a baby or they could be starting something and sort of their Bible and Jesus kind of gets put on the back burner for a bit because they're starting something. So if you know somebody that's just beginning something in their life or their life is getting a bit more chaotic or they're navigating a new territory, new waters, be that light. We speak a lot about light. Be that that um, light in the dark place. Be that uh, safe place, that cozy place for a person where they can receive the word of God, an encouraging word. And as <laughs> we continue, Isaiah forty-three, uh, sorry, Isaiah forty-three to five in the Message translation. This was actually the verse of the day, and I feel like it spoke volumes too what we are speaking about today which is dynamic weaponry and i'm going to go a little bit more into detail about that the um previous episode we spoke about having our god tools and what tools we would have uh, in our toolbox for as christians what, what that looks like and so Isaiah 43, 43 to 5, and the message translation says, Thunder in the desert, prepare for God's arrival. Make the roads straight and smooth, a highway fit for our God. Filling in the valleys, level off the hills, smooth out the ruts, clear out the rocks. Then God's bright glory will shine and everyone will see it. Yes, just as God said. And in episode six, we talked about how our God tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building um, lives of obedience into maturity at 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 6. And our God tools are prayer. 
it is your intimate relationship with God is a tool to clear, prune away any branches that aren't producing fruit in your life. Specific relationships that you may have given physical time to. So I believe we have two time, two times. We have a physical time and we have a spiritual time. So we have heavenly, you know, entering into the heavenly realm. For example, I've always felt that when I've gone into prayer and I've gone into prayer for an extended amount of time, God always expedites my getting ready. I'm never late. Like God will just slow down. I know that sounds bizarre, but I feel like God slows down the time so I'm able to still get what I need to get done in the physical because he I have been obedient and spiritual and given him extra time that he asked for and uh, he was able to to quicken um, all, my whole process make sure there was no traffic etc etc so as we have an intimate relationship with the Lord we are able to see where we are to place our physical time and when there's relationships that aren't producing fruit we can still pray for them in the spiritual and be partially there in the physical but know that until there's a time for everything under the sun right until that relationship is uh, of better soil for the fruit, for the seeds to that you're wanting to plant, then you can return to that. Until until then, you pray, right? So that's that's our tool: prayer and um, having an intimate relationship with the Lord, but also inviting in the Holy Spirit. So our advocate, the Holy Spirit, is a tool that we use to clear away anything that is not of God. We call in the name of Jesus. We declare. Um, the the blood of Jesus. We, we we plead the blood of Jesus. We make declarations. Sorry, that's what I had meant to say. And our words are our tools and our weaponry. But they can be used in two ways. They can be used to tear down demons, or they can be used to tear down our lives. And that's something our our pastor had spoken about this past Sunday. So. Words are definitely a tool that are in every single Christian's toolbox. And God gives us uh, dynamic words to use in prayer so that we can build up our homes, speak things that aren't yet in existence, speak things that are not yet here now, but they're uh, being prophesied into the physical and speaking in tongues so having the Holy Spirit intercede in our in our lives and I I do this a lot because I feel at times when I pray my god I don't know what to say (laughs) god I just I want it to be right make all the wrong things right father uh, help me Jesus those are kind of the things that I typically say 
And um, in declaring the blood of Jesus, I lift up this prayer into the courtrooms of heaven by the blood of the Lamb. And there are things that you will pick up. What our iron sharpens iron. So people are our dynamic weaponry as well. The people that God places in our life, those those iron sharpens iron relationships, those are the the tools that will sharpen your weaponry. So we have tools that we use to clear away things and those help our dynamic weaponry that is used to punish any traces of rebellion from ourselves first. So any rebellion or anything uh, negative or anything that is not of God, we first rebuke it from ourselves. You know, Father God, if there's anything not of you that is on me, I rebuke it now in the name of Jesus. I send it down to the pit of hell. May it burn and wither and die in the Holy Ghost fire, never to return again. And that kind of prayer, first cleansing your house, and it's Heavenly Father, this is now a clean house ready for your Holy Spirit to enter, for me to be poured into. The ground is cleared, the house is swept, the uh, the roads are made straight, the highways are smooth, they're fitting for you, Father God, to flow through, uh, the hills are level, Lord God, uh, there's no ruts, There, everything is cleared out, we've cleared out anything that is not of you so that your bright glory can shine through us, Father God. So in Jesus' name, I pray that over you right now that those are the prayers, right? And those are the words that you will speak over yourself. And that's in your toolbox, right? Then we also have anointing oil, anointing oil. We, as believers, must use regularly and (laughs) depending on the Christian that you are, I come from a church that has a, a Pentecostal background, so we believe in miracles, we believe in the fruits of the Spirit, we believe that uh, to use anointing oil and communion and oh, revival is here, you, we, we are very much on fire for God, so anointing oil to cover yourself, if you have children, cover your children, and your home regularly and that's a part of that cleaning out house that dynamic weaponry the sharpening of your tools anointing oil is that in the physical right to bring things into from the spiritual into the physical so we're, we're always operating in that that the, those two realms right? physical spiritual the physical and the spiritual and we're or operate we are spirit beings in physical bodies right we're spiritual beings we are children of god we are spirit beings so this is no mm, if you look in the word of god about being a spirit being it's nothing and i want to qualify this and i want to qualify this with the word of god And the word that I have here, for example, is 1 Samuel 
36 to 7, David and his men burst out in loud wails, wept and wept until they were exhausted with weeping. David's two wives, um, Ahimo, oh my gosh, Animo, Animo of Jezreel, and Abigail, widow of Nabal of Carmel, names in the Bible, I tell you, had been taken prisoner along with the rest. And suddenly David was in the worst trouble. There was talk among the men, bitter over the loss of their families, stoning him. David strengthened himself with trust in his God. So David recognized that he was a spirit being, and he strengthened himself with trust in his God. He ordered Abithar, the priest, son of Amilak, Amilak, <laughs> bring me the ephod, um, ephod, ephod, so I can consult God. Apithar brought it to David. So he knew he could consult with the Lord by getting into the spirit. He encouraged himself with trust in God because he was full of the spirit and being a spirit being. And so I apologize for not being able to pronounce these names. I must get I must get better on my pronunciation of of these names in the Bible. And as we continue to see ourselves as spirit beings, we will recognize that we can get into the spirit. We can enter in he- into heavenly realms, prepare our dynamic weaponry, and clear away things that are not of God. And I want to encourage you that we have a lot of things in our lives that are, are sentimental. Right? I had recently a couple of blankets taken from my home that were sentimental to me. And I really had to let release them and just go Lord if you wanted them to not be in my home there is a reason why they were taken away and not brought back and the same with um, I think in the last episode I spoke about how furniture I had furnished a home and you know some of the things were taken and then they didn't bring them back so I uh, and then they did bring them some of the items back so I was able to receive some but living in abundance and having having an abundant mindset is a lot more important than holding on to your stuff basically so I want to have more sentimental or sentimentality with Jesus, uh, things that prompt and promote my feelings of tenderness and nostalgia towards the Lord. I'll feel a tenderness in a, in an extravagant way towards the Lord. 
my my relationship with my heavenly father needs to be more sentimental my trust in god needs to be greater than the cost of everything in my life so my sentimentality if i lo- if i am no longer in my home or i no longer have my car or you know we no longer have certain things that bring about memories i'm not devastated because i have more sentimental memories and connection with jesus my connection here on earth needs to be less i know we keep i have two children so i keep like their little shoes and their little swaddles and different things and if that was to all wash away i know i wouldn't be devastated because i have more of a connection to holy things than i do with physical things and i think that that's also a tool so our mind is a tool that god uses and our heart is a tool that god uses another another tool that the lord uses to prom- promote those feelings of nostalgia and sentimentality is communion and by taking communion every day or once a week you can remember it says in the bible do this often in remembrance of me that you may truly remember me you're we will truly remember Jesus and what he did and as we do communion in remembrance of the lord may we feel every single thing that's why it's good to support christian cinema they create they're creating an atmosphere and an opportunity to gain a sentimentality with jesus to gain a a remembrance of what took place here on earth and it is a part of our history as human beings jesus was real the things in the bible that happened happened it is a part of our history as mankind of as the creation of god and that we know our creator how wonderful it is to know the name of jesus and be known and have our names written in the book of life and this is uh, matthew 12:48 to 50 that speaks right to this jesus asked who is my mother who are my brothers then he pointed to his disciples and said look these are my mother and brothers anyone who does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother to recognize a person cuz as i said before that iron strengthens iron to recognize a person who's not your rel- relation in any form 
They are your brother and they're your sister and they're your mother. They are more important. They are more important than actual, your actual parents in the form of they are created to, because a brother is born for adversity, they are created in, into your life to create sentimentality and can more connection with your heavenly father. And so the value, their value is so much more. So now to look at people. Okay, I'm going to look at these individuals that God has placed in my life differently now. And if... If we were to take inventory of all the people who are very close to us in our walk with Jesus, have we valued them enough and vice versa? And that's when that pruning comes in and that sifting of the wheat comes in and we're given strategy to do that in the Bible and we're given solutions to do that in the Bible. And so as we close out, again, (laughs) I apologize for my uh, ability to not speak as well. These uh, names in the Bible. I still can't say it. Nope, it's not going to come to me today. (laughs) Not this episode. Nope. But I pray that as you read 1 Samuel 36 to 7, and I have it here in the message translation, that you will you will do much better than I <laughs> pronouncing these words. And I do wanna leave you with one more thought, and that's that we had gone through Joshua, studying Joshua. And uh, we had studied uh, Joseph as well. And so Joshua 22 speaks of how Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Manasseh. Lord Jesus, I hope I'm saying that right. Heavenly Father. (laughs) Forgive me. And he told them, you have done as Moses, the servant, has commanded you. And he sent them home. And then word got out that they had built built an altar. And the Manasseh of the uh, half-tribe, also Gad, and Reuben, they were the eastern tribes, and they basically had to give an explanation to to the priest. And as they were giving that explanation, they actually, the priest actually came back and said, "You have done more. You've gone above and beyond what we." the commandments that Moses set. So you didn't just follow the commandments, 
you went above and beyond in your love for the Lord and you built an altar and their reason for building the altar was that they wanted to have something that remem- that was a memorial basically of their relationship with God a relationship that they had intimately and their own special relationship they had with the Lord and the priest decided, okay, you're not being rebellious. We're in gre- agreement with what <laughs> you are uh, doing there. Thank you. Um, in 33, and all the Israelites were satisfied and praised God and spoke no more of war against Reuben and Gad. The people of Reuben and Gad named the altar witness, for they said, it is a witness between us and them that the Lord is our God too. So they wanted to make sure that there was a remember, like a memorial, basically that that they were able to look at and feel tenderness towards the Lord and this and a nostalgia of all that they had been through in their walk with God. So I encourage you to create those memories and those opportunities and those moments with God if you have uh, some anointing oil you have some communion and you make yourself a little corner in your house not not a shrine or anything (laughs) you know don't promote anything like that but something holy a holy spot in your home that you can uh get down on your knees and that's where you have your moments with Jesus and you have your special memories with the Lord and what a beautiful sentiment to carry with you in this journey with God and I just pray that this encourages you and this message encourages you and it has built you up in the things of God until you know until next time I always give homework, so until next time, go go and, and if that speaks to you, if you feel led to do that, go ahead and create some, some space and some, uh, there's so many places to get cute decor and different things to make your home and, or your room or the place you are, you could be listening to this message from any particular place, but you can create something to where you look and you see a tenderness between you and God. And it's in the physical. You're basically, you're bringing that intimate relationship that you have in the spiritual out into the physical. And so go in and enjoy the rest of your time. I pray this message blesses you and if it has please share it with a friend or a family member you can find me on instagram at halation lives and also my uh, personal account is at devaru shaw and i'm always ready and available to you for prayer and any questions you have or if you need more details on the scriptures that I sent to you or an elaboration, I'm happy to offer that to you. 
Until next time, be blessed. Bye-bye.